Post 82 is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. The app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Post 82 Podcast. This is Kenny Carraway filling in for Jason Jones. And sadly for Kings fans, I was not able to bring you the first win of this season. The Kings fall to the Charlotte Hornets tonight at home, 118 111 to fall to 0 and 5 on the season. And uh, this 0 and 5 start is now the worst start for the Kings franchise in almost 30 years since the 1990 91 season. So, off to a rough start to say the least. Um, there was changes made in the starting lineup coming into the game after his great game against the, Den- the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Rashawn Holmes started at center in place of Dwayne Dedman, and the Kings started off the game relatively well. Um, they were up 33-30 to at the end of the first quarter. Buddy Hill had eight points in the first quarter. Rashawn Holmes continued his uh, stellar play in the first half, had 11 points, five rebounds. Even uh, Nemanja Bialica, he, he filled in um, pretty well with his role as starting power forward, was five. Five of five to start in the first half. I thought he's been playing pretty well since Bagley's been down as well. I, w- I was rough on Bielitsa, but I, he's been solid. He's been solid since uh, Bagley has gone down. He had 11 points in the first quarter. Everything was looking good. Everything was looking swimming for this team. And then that dreaded third quarter came up. The, the third quarter has been the Achilles heel for this team so far this season. And it, it wasn't any different tonight. Another awful awful third quarter by the Kings um, and it saw them going into the half up 66 61 they came out of the third quarter down 93 84 32 to 18 the Kings were outscored in that third quarter by the Hornets and um, if I'm putting it frank man the Kings looked extremely careless and lazy on both sides of the ball in that third quarter and, and you look at a situation where they end up being down to start the fourth quarter and in a way, this team lost this game on two different instances Instances in the first half, if you ask me. Number one, they led 31 to 20 with two minutes and 11 seconds left in the first quarter after a, a, a Bielita tip dunk. And it looked like they might be able to make a little bit of a run here, kind of get some separation from the Hornets, make this a 15-point game or something at the end of the first quarter. Well, they didn't finish the quarter well at all and ended up only being up by three points going into the second quarter. So that was one instance where I thought they could have created some separation. And then the Kings did it again at the end of the second quarter. Bielitsa scores on an out-of-bounds play. Hornets call a timeout. The Kings are up by 12 with 3.33 left. Looks like they could separate, maybe get this one from 12 to about 17 going into the half. And they come out of that timeout that the Hornets called. They give up a quick, extremely quick five points to cut the lead to seven. Loose calls an immediate timeout. And and that just wasn't um, enough 
to stop what was going on. The Hornets had already got their swagger back, and they were uh, they outscored the Kings 13-6 to in the final two minutes of that second quarter, and the Kings ended up going into the half up 66-61, and that wasn't good enough. Simple as that. It just wasn't good enough. They ended up giving a young team like the Hornets, they ended up giving them life and belief that they could come in a sack and get a win on the road that they were desperately looking for coming into this game. And it should have been a 15 to 20 point game going into the half. So those are two instances when the team could have really turned up the pace and turned up a notch on this on whoever they're playing at the time. It happened to be the Hornets, but we've seen it multiple times this year. They could have turned it up a little bit um, to to extend the lead and give themselves some breathing room and feel good about themselves. In essence, they ended up letting the, the opposition feel good about them, themselves. And um, yeah, we saw how that turned out in the third quarter where the Kings just did what they've done all season long in the third quarter. And then they come out in the fourth quarter and I think uh, the, the Kings shot like their first nine of their first 10 shots were three pointers. They went like one of eight or one of nine to start the fourth quarter. And that, that was pretty much all that all she wrote there. Um, a fourth quarter was really just basically non non competitive. It didn't balloon to like 20 or 30 points because they, um, you know, it, it didn't get to that, but it was never really close. It wasn't competitive because the Kings just couldn't get stops and there was no real comeback attempt made by them because they were not able to get stops on the defensive end. And by then the Hornets were feeling great about themselves. Absolutely feeling great. Speaking of the starting the fourth quarter, launching threes and missing and the Kings were 14 of 46 from beyond the arc tonight. That is not good at all. That's a lot of threes and a lot of misses, to be honest with you. Um, And that's just not going to get it done. And in a situation where you're trying to come back and you're down nine points or 11 points, you need to be looking not only for, you know, a a three-pointer, not the home run, but you should be looking to get to the basket, get to the line, score some points while the clock is stopped to cut into that lead. And, um, and, And the Kings just did not do that to start the fourth quarter. And like I said, there was really no comeback attempt made in that fourth quarter. You look at the numbers, you look at the box scores, P.J. Washington for the Hornets absolutely ate the Kings alive. He had an easy 23 points on the night, 10 of 13 from the field, eight rebounds to go along with it. It was easy work. Um, scary Terry Rozier, Rozier, a.k.a. the baby. That boy went baby on baby on the Kings tonight with 22 points and six assists on the night. My guy Malik Monk, he had 18 points off the bench on the night. I still have not given up on Malik Monk. I like him. I, I dream one day that him and Fox will be paired up again like they were in Kentucky. And uh, somehow Malik finds his way to Sacramento. I think he has Lou Williams type potential to be that type of scorer off the bench. He hasn't lived up to it so far this year or in his career. But um, tonight he had 18 big points off the bench and was feeling real good. But, you know, the, the Hornets also got good impact from a number of different guys, like uh, like a Devontae Graham putting up 12 points off the bench, hitting a few threes. He also had nine nine assists on the night. Miles Bridges had 17 points on the night. Cody Zeller had 12 points and 15 rebounds. They were getting production from all over the place, absolutely all over the place. Everybody was chipping in, and everybody started to feel good about the, what they were doing, like I talked about earlier, when the Kings gave them life. So um, the Hornets had a complete box score and a complete stat line up and down their roster. When you look at the Kings, Buddy Hill had 23 points on the night. And to be honest, it was probably the quietest 
ugliest, most unimpressive 23 points I've ever seen from him since he's been in Sacramento. And I'm not trying to disrespect the guy. I'm not trying to knock him at all, but it just, it wasn't impressive. I, I, I won't call it a bad game, but I'll look at the tape and, and give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. I'll go back and see what I saw. But while I was watching the game, at no point did I think, man, Buddy's having a good game tonight. It just felt like he was missing a lot of wide open shots. Um, he once again was a non-factor uh, on the boards. I don't think, uh, look at the the numbers again, I don't think he went to the line again. You know, this is something that me and Jason talked about the other uh, the other day on the podcast. And no, he had no free throws again tonight. Um, and he's, he's, he's relying too much on the jump shot. He had 23 points. Like I said, he had eight points in the first quarter. It looked like he was going to have a better night, but it just was not um, what the Kings needed tonight. Harrison Barnes had 22 on the night. Um, Rashawn Holmes continues his really good play, 17 points, nine rebounds. And um, he really looked like the only person that gave a damn out there uh, on the court and after the loss. He was visibly frustrated after the loss, hitting chairs and just just not happy. A very um, pissed off demeanor. And he's the only one, like I said, that looked like they cared about what was going on. De'Aaron Fox, 16 points, 10 assists, seven rebounds. I would have liked to see more from him offensively being more aggressive and knocking down some shots. I mean, he he, he took a, a good amount of shots already. He ended up being uh, 6 of 16 from the field. That's okay, 16 shots. Maybe want to see that go up to 20 or whatever the case may be. But he only shot three free throws. We need, right now, De'Aaron Fox to be the a, a type of guy that gets to the line 8, 9, 10 times a night if this team is going to be successful out there. So I'd like to see more for him. Um, but the bottom line with this team is def- defensively, they've just looked putrid. To, to be completely honest, they look lazy and uninspired defensively. And it showed itself in a major way in that third quarter when essentially they lost the game. You know, when the, when the Hornets turned it up a notch, stepped on the gas, and the Kings, they just didn't have that other notch. And they haven't had that notch in the first five games of this season. I know Doug Christie talked a lot on the telecast about picking up full court when they got down and and just picking up the intensity that way. And I completely agree with him, but I noticed even just watching the difference between the way the Hornets and the Kings played defensively, just intensity wise, it was, it was almost night and day. If you watch the Hornets, they have active hands. You could hear them talking and communicating with each other throughout the entire defensive possession. There was a level of physicality out there and a level of intensity out there that the Hornets had that I did not see from the Kings. When the Kings are on the defensive end, as my grandmother would say, you could hear a rat pissing on cotton. There's no talking at all. And if there is talking, it's not loud enough for it to be audible the way the Hornets was. You could hear the Hornets communicating with each other on the court. Even the bench is engaged and they're out there calling out instructions, calling out calls and, and things of that nature. You, 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 you don't get that from the Kings. You absolutely don't get that from Kings. They looked like they could care less out there. And, and that's disappointing to see. That's disappointing um, to, to the people that showed up to that game that, that booed the hell out of them throughout much of that third and fourth quarters. So, I know a lot of people are on um, are on Luke Walton's head, and that's fine if 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 you, if you want to do that. If you don't think that he's the answer, or you think that some of the defensive lapses can be pointed right back to him, fine. I understand that. Um, but something like being active and talking on defense these are things that you learn in middle school. These are things that should be instinctual, and when you aren't seeing that, 
When you aren't seeing those bare basics on a consistent basis, that's a problem. And, and these are these are things that these players should know to do. They should know no matter what they're being coached, no matter what players are being ran or whatever the case may be. These are bare basics. We have to communicate and be active on the defensive end. Like I said, these are things you're, you're taught in middle school. So I, that that's where it starts to me. That's where it starts to me. Being active on the defensive end, getting stops, you know what I mean? And and getting out in transition that way. And I got I got people arguing with me left and right saying things like it doesn't matter if you're letting the other team score at will. Just make sure you take the ball out quickly when it comes out of the net. What? And I'm sitting here like, what, what planet are these people living on? How is it somehow okay to be a bad defensive team? It's absolutely not. And that's exactly what the Kings look like in the second half of games, in the first five games of the season. The defensive effort has just not been there. It has not been there, and it's come back to bite them in the foot every single time. And all the Kings' problems, in my opinion, start and stop with them playing much better defense and taking care of the basketball on the offensive end. If those two things don't change, the results won't change, period. You can run as much as you want. Run your little heart out if you want to. But I, I, I don't come from this analytical culture, bro. I don't, I don't come from that. I was brought up on being able to get stops and letting that be the foundation to success. And that is something that the Kings just cannot do right now when they absolutely need to. So they're going to have to figure out how to change that if they want to change the fortunes of the way this season has started. As I look around here on my notes, I got a game ball. My game ball for the night goes to Rashawn Holmes. And it's simply because he's the only one that looked like he gave a damn, like I said before, out there on the court tonight. And he actually played well again, 17 points, nine rebounds. So he'll get the Kenny Carraway game ball for the night. But I mean, the, the effort alone is, is, is speaking volumes. I mean, it's night and day between what Rashawn Holmes, the effort that he's coming, giving out there on the court and what we're seeing from the majority of the rest of the roster right now. That's got to step up. So the Kings have the Utah Jazz coming into Golden One Center, the G1C on Friday night. And we all know about the beatdown that they delivered to the Kings less than a week ago. So once again, here's where I not only want to see some dogs out there. You guys know I've been asking for dogs. I got one in Rashawn Holmes. I think I have one in De'Aaron Fox. I don't know about anybody else. But you guys know I want to see some dogs out there. I keep preaching about that. But now I need to see a level of leadership from someone or multiple people on this team. Who's going to be the one to hold not only himself, but also his teammates accountable for what has been going on on the court to start the season? And even if you want to nitpick to one specific time, who's going to be the person coming out of the locker room to say, you know what, these third quarters stop. What's been going on in these third quarters? What's been going on coming out of the half is going to stop. It's not just on Luke and the rest of the coaching staff. Sometimes some of these players have to look each other in the eye and say, you know what? We, we're we not dumb. We know what's going on. We know the trends that we've had coming out of the locker room and at the half to start the season. Let's get it together. So I'm looking for leadership on this squad to turn this whole thing around. And, it, it, and like I said, as much as I believe what I said about defense being the key and this, this team needing leadership, the other bottom line about all this is the Kings have to make shots. Bogey, Buddy, and Fox 
all had a number of wide open looks in this game. And they just flat out bricked. And if they knock down some of those shots, we're looking at a closer game and and maybe um, we're looking at the defense picking up and them getting stops and so on and so on. But that's also part of the problem. That's part of the problem with the Kings because it seems like right now their offense could potentially inspire their defense. And I think it should be the other way around. Your defensive effort should always be solid no matter what's going on on the offensive end. So we'll see if they can change some of these things and start to turn things around Friday night against the Utah Jazz and uh, and get their first win of the season. Once again, thanks for listening to Post 82. I'm Kenny Caraway. Be sure to check out and subscribe to theathletic.com backslash throne room breakdown for all your Sacramento Kings coverage. I'm out.